0: Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be here tonight. I'll we'll just uh, move along and my family, they're enjoying themselves in Tybee Island. So pray for their uh, trip home. They will uh, have a, quite a drive there. Um, so pray that God will keep them safe. Um, I've seen pictures. My wife has shared pictures with me. It looks like they're just having a tremendous time on the coast there. I've never been. Know nothing about it, but it looks beautiful. Uh, Tybee Island off the coast of Georgia. Yeah, it's right by Savannah, I guess. So I've heard that whole area is beautiful. So uh, let's let's pray for the plowmen's, and um, also need to lift up um, brother Nick senior and um, his family, sister McFarland, sister who? Who's that? Okay. Okay, let's let's remember Sister Howard, and um, a <clears throat> lot of uh, allergies, things like that, going on. So we'll pray that that those who are affected by the allergies would just would just be driven out. Um, I need you all to pray for me. I I don't know. I've I've had issues with with my knee <laughs> the last I don't know maybe seems like over a year, and it got a little bit better, and I thought, well, I'll be all right. Uh, The general conference, something, I don't know if it was the walking and the standing on concrete, but uh, I felt something change, and it's it's not gone away. It's uh, actually, uh, it, it comes and goes, but it's it's worse than it was last year, so I, it just seems a little a little concerning, and I do not want to go to the doctor. I don't, because they'll tell me I'm dying, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to hear them say, well, you need a knee replacement or knee surgery, or I just want the Lord to, to touch my knee. And I know that he's able to do it. And uh, he has to help me with my stubbornness if he, if he wants me to do something else. Um, so why don't we just stand and take these needs to the Lord tonight. God, we magnify your name. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. We thank you. For the opportunity to lift up our brothers and sisters tonight. God, we speak healing into the bodies that have been uh, affected by the allergies in the season, Lord. We pray that that these allergies would be driven out. God, that you would heal them in Jesus' name. We pray for Sister Mary Howard, God, that you would touch her. That the ear infection would, would dry up. We command it to dry up in the name of Jesus. We speak healing over her tonight. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. I pray for brother and sister Plowman. That you'd bring them strength. And healing. Lord that you'd hold them up. Lord like you have. We know God that your hand is upon their life. And we believe that you are moving. Even right now. God we thank you for that. We thank you in advance Lord. For the things that you are accomplishing. Oh God. Pray for my family Lord. That you would leave them home safely God. That you would touch them Lord. Uh, and keep them safe Lord we speak it in Jesus name we pray God for every need every heart every mind oh God every weary saint I speak strength over them Lord I speak encouragement into their life God that there would be a, a healing and strength and encouragement tonight released in Jesus name we speak it God over over your people Lord they're your people Hallelujah, we believe that you're able to do it tonight. We believe that you're able to move and to minister. We speak it in the name of Jesus. We clap our hands to the Lord and thank Him. God, we thank you for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. Blessed be your holy name, mighty God. You are worthy, you are worthy, so worthy. Hallelujah, 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 amen. You all may be seated. Tonight we'll deviate just a little bit from our lesson and um, turn to 1 Samuel and then we'll just read a couple of passages here. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to read a lot of different passages tonight, um, but I wanted to uh, start there. It's a good place to start, 1 Samuel thirteen thirteen. And Samuel said to Saul that thou hast done foolishly thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God which he commanded thee for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. Saul did not keep the commandments of the Lord because it wasn't in his heart to do it. Saul made a might have started out in the right direction and and uh somewhere somewhere he he his heart changed. Tonight's theme tonight's uh subject will be a change of heart. Saul was given an opportunity like most of us are given. Like everyone everyone in life is given uh God extends this opportunity to serve him, Um, and I'm so thankful that he he draws all men, that he touches all men, that he wants to save all men, and he extends an opportunity to all men, and I'm thankful tonight. I don't want to have a change of heart. There's so many stories that start out in the right direction, but somewhere, There's a change of heart. Somewhere something happens. All all Saul needed to do was have a heart for the kingdom of God and keep the commandments of the Lord. That's all he had to do. Verse 14, but now the kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his, his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Now, we'll just take a, a moment here and kind of look into that word heart because heart in this passage and most of the, the, the passages that we will see and that we'll read in the scripture refers to the inner man. It refers to uh, the mind and the will. And the soul and the understanding it 's the it 's the seed of the emotion so so in essence uh, God looks for people who have a will to serve him, who have availability to to, to that their inner their innermost being would would be connected to their will and that their understanding like they would be in unity. With what they desire to do. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes our, our mouth and our heart. Are in two different places. And, and we'll, we're going to read some of this. In the, in the scriptures. Uh, we're going to move to. Uh, from chapter 13. To uh, chapter 16. Where, where Samuel is. En route. To 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 speak. To the one who has a heart. And we're going to read this. Picking up in verse 1. and The Lord said unto Samuel. How long wilt thou mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said how can I go if. Saul, hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee uh, what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? Which I'm sure whenever people see a prophet coming towards them, they think, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, what's going on here? He said, Peaceably, I come to sacrifice Unto the Lord, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Verse 7, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height His stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But the Lord looketh on the heart. The Lord looks into the inner man. He looks into the seat of the emotions. He looks into the will of a man. To determine. To determine the anointing. Hmm. The Lord had his eyes on the son who did not fit the image of a king. The Lord wasn't looking for a man that had the look of a king. He was looking for a man who had a heart for the king. David had a heart to worship the one true God. Maybe it was the conversations around the dinner table, the testimonies of his elders, and when he was a, a child, uh, like many of us grew up hearing these stories in Sunday school and hearing the wonderful things about God. Maybe these were the, the things that David treasured in his life growing up was hearing about how, how that, uh, the, the children of Israel were led out of, out of the, uh, the hand of Pharaoh into a land that God had given them after defeating all of their enemies. You can see him looking into the eyes of those who would tell him the stories and, and hang on every word and believe that if, they, if God did it for them, if he did it for my ancestors, he'll do it for me. You could hear him hanging on every word as they begin to recite the words from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 3, hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. And oh, Deuteronomy 6 and 4, hear O Israel, you can see almost David's mouth moving along these words, hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. God, I want to love you with everything that I have. I want you to do the same things that you did for my, for my family. I want you to do it like you did it in the days of old. I give you my heart. I give you my life. With all thy soul and with all thy might. And Out of all his brothers, it was David who had a heart of worship. But did David always have a pure heart or even a clean heart? We know the answer to this already. David's heart got him in trouble many times. His will, his mind, his intellect got him in trouble many times. But the most infamous moment is found in 2 Samuel chapter 11 and verse 2. And it came to pass... In an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? What happened in this moment? David entertained thoughts that produced actions. He had a change of heart. His will shifted. His mind was focused. Jesus breaks this down to his disciples. In Matthew chapter 15 beginning at verse 11. And I'll read this to you in the English Standard Version. And you can follow along in the KJV. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person. But what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person, but here's the thing: like the disciples, they didn't under they didn't quite understand what what Jesus was saying in this, and and they asked for clarification. And and this is what Jesus said, uh, moving down to verse fifteen. But Peter said to him, "Explain the parable to us." And verse sixteen says, and he said. Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? Verse 18. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. I've always thought about this and and I, I still believe it because it's rooted in the scripture. What fills the heart will flow From the mouth. Verse 19: For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. If a person is vile, why can't they just change their attitude? Why can't they just get it together? Why can't they just change their ways? Because a person that is filled with wickedness will only be able to speak wickedness. And I was talking to some young men on the job today who uh, both have a, a similar background. One of them actually lives here in Winchester. So I've been praying that, that God would open a door for us to uh, um, to make an impact. He's a, I think he's 23 um, seems like a young man that wants to do the right thing, and uh, invited him to the hillbilly hoedown. And um, I said, "There's a great group of men that uh, that go to this church, and and invited him to to tag along at some of the the, the events coming up because I, I want I want God to make an impact in his life to lead him lead him closer." I asked him. Uh, how often do you do things with people in your church? And, you know, he responded with, not very not very often. Um, and I know how easy it would be for somebody to ca- get caught up and have a change of heart. People aren't connected to a local body. It's real easy for somebody to have a change of heart. Like, well, I don't know, it's just not working out for me. I'm going to go a different direction. What fills the heart Flows from the mouth. If a person is full of hatred or if they're full of anger, what do you think is the culprit? Jesus said these things flow from the heart. But how how do they get there? How do they get there? The scriptures reveal to us that man's heart is evil from his youth. It's desperately wicked. In Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10, I the Lord search the heart, I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. If the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, how did David have, have a heart after God? He was taught the commandments and did his best to observe them. It begins in our homes. It begins uh, as, a, as a young person when we, when we are told what's the difference between right and wrong. And, we, uh, and if there is something in us that wants to do the right thing, we will observe and do the instruction that's given to us. And I, I believe that was David. David might have wrestled with some things in his spirit. He might have wrestled with some things in his flesh, but he had a heart ultimately to serve and to worship God. Psalm 19, verse 7 through 14. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, the commandment. Of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his? Errors, cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the sight, O Lord, in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. David had an understanding of what would happen if he ever neglected The law of the Lord. He had knowledge that thoughts could creep in without being privy to them. And that's what he said. And that's why he said, cleanse me from secret faults. Cleanse me from the hidden faults, the things that I do not know that are there, that might have crept into my life. And in this moment of writing, David had great revelation about how the mouth speaks what the heart meditates on. I need my words and my heart to be in the same place But if a man forgets the word of the Lord and meditates on the thoughts that creep in, his heart will be infected and he will have a change of heart. Many writers express the truths in these statements. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of what he dwells on. What he meditates on. If, if a man wants to commit a crime, he meditates on it before it happens. He plots. He looks at all the ways that he could possibly get away with it. It begins as a desire. That's outside Of anything good. It begins as a desire of the flesh in James chapter 1 and verse. 12-15 through describes this very thing. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved. He will receive the crown of life. Which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say that he is tempted. I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted. When he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then. When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. What happened to the man? Who had a heart to pursue God. The Lord chose him when he was in the field. Tending to the flock. And singing to an audience of one. David was a worshiper. He loved the Lord. He loved his word. But he lowered his guard and entertained thoughts. He should have enslaved. When he stepped to the balcony and he looked over and he saw something he should have never seen he should have enslaved the thoughts that led to his sin he should have stopped it at the desire because he allowed his thoughts to turn his heart away from God who knows maybe the, maybe David was in a it was in a pretty a pretty rough place prior to this and that's why he was sleeping when he should be at war. Maybe it was quite some time that he had neglected the law of the Lord because sometimes it can happen to any of us. We can find ourselves in slumps. We can find ourselves in places where we're where, where, where not the fire burning like it was before. It's not in there. We've gone cold and maybe maybe we've struggled with things we haven't struggled with in a while. It's because our our meditation has changed. Our thoughts have led us to a place where our heart has been turned. anyone if it could happen to David it can happen to anyone even the most spiritual the most faithful person through their life how many times have we heard of somebody doing something that would blow our mind that they did We wouldn't think it was possible for it to happen but something got a hold of them and it changed their heart The same thing happened to Solomon when Solomon Solomon started out. He started off so good, so pure, so innocent, had a heart, wanted wanted to have the wisdom to walk in and out among God's people, but but he allowed women that from another culture, pagan women to change his heart. He lowered his guard. Stop meditating on the things that kept him locked into the will of God. And he let something as simple as a relationship change his heart. Multiple relationships. A man with all of the wisdom could let a relationship turn his heart away from David allowed his thoughts to turn his heart. And in one moment, desire conceived and sin was born. David's heart was crushed like the breaking of bones when he realized what had happened. He wasn't watching out for the thoughts that could turn his heart. He he wasn't meditating on, on the law of the Lord. He took a day off. What happens when people take a day off we can't afford to let our flesh have a voice and our flesh has a voice when we take a day off let's look at what Jeremiah was saying about the heart in the passages before the two that we started off, that we read uh, at the, in the very beginning, he gives us a little bit more uh, to the context of the deceitfulness of the heart. And I'm going to read this, these passages to you in the Amplified Version. Thus says the Lord, in verse 5, Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty, human flesh his strength, And whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. For he will be like a shrub in the parched desert. And shall not see prosperity when it comes. But shall live in the rocky places of the wilderness. In an uninhabited salt land. Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. For he will be nourished like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes. But its leaves will be green and moist and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of Nor stop bearing fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and is extremely sick. Who can understand it fully and know its secret motives? I, the Lord, search and examine the mind. I test the heart to give to each man according to his ways. According to the results of his deeds. Now, more than ever before, the enemy has turned up the volume. He's turned up the volume on his intensity to to trouble and to afflict and to confuse. There are more people today that are so confused than I have ever seen in my life. And God is not the author of confusion. But what he wants to do is infiltrate the thoughts of a a person. That their thoughts would eventually turn their heart in that direction. If he can change the, the thought patterns in our life. If he can cause us to focus on things and look at things. And, and, and meditate on things that should not be meditated on. He knows that he can turn. He knows that a man will turn. His heart will turn. Tonight. I tell you brother and sister. Don't take a day off. Don't take a day off from this fight. Don't let your guard down. The enemy is trying to change your heart. The enemy wants us to have a change of heart. Let's stand. It was the word of the Lord that came to to David that shook him from his sleep, that shook him from his place. And I can imagine the moment that Nathan began to speak to him and tell him, David, thou art the man. And inside of him, his heart was crushed in that moment. And you know what I believe happened? I believe in that moment, David remembered what he had neglected. He remembered oh I, I I took some time off I, I, I stopped reading the Bible, I stopped reading the law i stopped I stopped reading the things that kept me connected to god 's word. I stopped praying, I stopped singing to the audience of one and 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 something got a hold of me and 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 turned my heart in the wrong direction. Brother and sister, listen to me tonight. We can't let the enemy take our song from us. We're singing to an audience of one. We're singing to the Lord. We can't let anything get in the path that would interrupt that. I must maintain my meditation on him, on his word. Because I know if I let the thoughts in, it will eventually Change my worship. Let's lift our hands. And ask the Lord to help us all. God I thank you for your word. I thank you for the example. The examples that your word gives us. To describe what will happen. If we. If we disconnect ourselves from the life. From the source of life God. And I, I want to. I want to be connected, so connected to the source of life that i that I see I see the attempts of my flesh to lead me down a road where my heart changes the object of worship god I, I want to be so connected to you, Lord, that the warnings when they come i don't just uh, Brush them off but I take them seriously and I bring every thought into captivity. Lord, the enemy is after my worship and my heart has a tendency to gravitate towards the things that the enemy entices me with. Lord, but let me squash it at desire. I don't want a desire that would separate me from your will Let me uh, uh, bring every desire, every thought into captivity. Into captivity, God. I want to worship you all of my days. You are my king. You are my God. I don't want to, don't want to sing any other song but the song of praises to your holy name. Oh, you are everything that I need, oh God. And it's the, it's, it's the law of the Lord that converts. It changes. It heals. It, it instructs. It brings peace and joy. Lord, don't let me embrace something that will bring death and destruction. Eventually, let me hang on. Let me hang on to the words of life. For where else can we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. There's no other place to get access to those words. It's through your word, God. And we cleave to your word tonight. We cleave to your word that brings us hope and joy and peace. God, I pray that you would go with your people, that you would go with your people, Lord, and that you would quicken their minds, quicken our minds in the moments, uh, in the moments of uh, of decision, Lord, that we would not be drawn away by our own lust and enticed, God, but that the lust would be, the lust would be enslaved, that the desires would be enslaved, Lord. Teach us, help us, give us the strength to recognize the idolatry and the lust and the greed that's trying to creep into our life, Lord. Uh, Search us, God, and forgive us of all the secret faults, the hidden things, Lord, the things that we cannot see, but give us eyes to detect them, Lord. Give us, Lord, give us a sensitivity to to detect those things, God, that we may do our best uh, with your help. To keep our heart in the right place. To keep that heart from changing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, I love and appreciate you all. And I know that you have, you have a heart to serve the Lord. I know you do. That's why you're here. Just be, be mindful of that. And take the reminder tonight. God wants us to keep our eyes on the things that will try to steal our worship. Amen. Love you. Appreciate you. Let's come back Sunday and see uh, what the Lord will uh, do in this place. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.